Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, thank you for joining me today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm so glad that you are hearing this today. We are doing this about a four-part series on understanding and supporting gender differences. And so last week we did the first part of A Key to a Man's Heart, Respect. And we're going to finish that up today. So let me just give you a little bit of a recap if you're just hearing for the first time. Excuse me, I think I'm having allergies here again in Arizona. It's so frustrating for me. Okay, so this this whole entire issue here is understanding gender differences. I'm going to give you a fairly exhaustive list with um, how to actually respect a man. And this is very helpful, and it is very encouraging and as a way to secure and support the relationship with the man that you love, or really any man you're in relationship with. So although... I will address ways to make the man that you are most intimate with feel loved. I'm also going to show you ways that, and techniques that work with any man on the planet. So they're effective with fathers, brothers, male co-workers, you know, sons, nephews, your male neighbors, whatever, really any man. So I encourage you to let your daughters and your girlfriends and your mothers, your co-workers listen to this show. So if you are driving, then you can always go to my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com. And all these shows are actually on the website. So you can listen to them if you don't get to listen to this entirety in its entirety. So we started with a great reference verse, which is Ephesians 5.33. And it says, however, each of you must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. So why do you think that God is telling us to respect the men in our lives? Well, what we find is that this actually brings out the best version of them. Respect for a man is a primary need, primary emotional, psychological, spiritual need that they have. When I am giving them that need, I'm going to get a much, much better version of them and a much happier version of them. And so what we'll find is that there are ways that men feel respected that are very different than the ways that women feel respected. And as I've learned this over the years, it's been fascinating to me to see the ways that men also feel disrespected, which would not necessarily translate to the female gender. So I'll give you an example. When women are excluded from a group or excluded from an event, like let's say, I don't know, eight to ten other women are getting together for a candle party, or let's say um, they're doing a girls' night, something happens at church, whatever that, whatever that is. If women are not included, many times a woman will feel extremely disrespected. Like, I can't believe they didn't invite me. What's the big deal? What happened? What's, what's, what's up with that? And can feel really disrespected. Whereas with men, many times if they don't get included, they go, oh, well, whatever. I don't know. Maybe they just want to do it with themselves. Who, who knows? And they don't really give it an, necessarily a whole lot of thought. So what, what we'll come to understand is how very different men feel versus the way that women feel. 
And so in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, also in verse 22, it's saying, wives, understand and support your husband in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to the church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So what we're seeing here is when it says that you are to understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. What we're understanding is that God is saying, when you respect that man in your life, you're respecting me. Because we know that men are not perfect and that maybe we don't always feel like they deserve our respect. But we always know that Christ does. So what we are respecting is the Christ that is in them as Christ is doing the good work in them to create them to be conformed to the image of him. So the power of respect is really well documented, and it's studied by psychologists, behaviorists, neuroscientists alike. And and in this, we're going to identify these different specific behaviors that you can do. And the more that you understand the hardwiring of a male brain and God's amazing design and how they made him, how he made them, you'll see that these techniques really work. And that as the man in your life begins to feel respected, he then becomes better able to love you and meet your God-given needs. So these techniques help men to feel better about themselves. And when they feel better about themselves, that that automatically translates into feeling better about us. So we're going to do the best we can to finish up this particular um, message. So when you think about the show we did on a kinder, gentler relationship, and we teach people that how you want to be treated, you often t- the way you treat yourself often teaches people how to treat you. So when we're teaching men to love us and to cherish us, I frequently say to my adult clients, if you want to be loved, if you want to be liked, then be lovable, be likable. So don't be the wife, the girlfriend, the sister, daughter, whoever. The, the, the man in your life is constantly having to overlook things, constantly ignoring things, constantly having to get over things. Basically, he's having to work really hard on loving and liking you. See, this is really imperative for, what we, for understanding what we can control. Because I can't make him treat me well. But what I can do is be someone that is easier to treat well. And so I want you to understand that actions speak louder than words with men. And so when you say you respect your husband, he will have a hard time believing it unless your behavior backs it up. And this is really important because this is, the, this is the information that makes sense to men. Why I'm constantly saying to men, listen to what a woman says, not to what she does, because what she says is what she means. And unfortunately, that's not the case for men. What they do is what they mean. So I can say to my husband, I respect him. But if I'm not doing behaviors that actually translate respect to him, he won't feel it. The same way as when I'm telling men about loving women, I say you need to love them the way they feel loved. You have this way that you want to love them and you think it's great, but somehow it's not translating to their life. So when we look at what actually causes a man to feel respected, we want to make sure that we are following through with our intentions and that we are not just having good intentions, but we are actually having behaviors that support and validate the intentions. So we talked last time, I'm going to give you them really quick, about the number one way that a man feels respected, I know this is going to sound kind of odd, possibly, is to be happy, pleasant, positive. When I am pleasant, positive, happy around a man, they automatically feel better. Their, their stress level automatically 
decreases. And they feel good about themselves because men have a tendency to really think or, or, or feel at a very deep level the effect that they have on the world around them the same way that women do. But what, women, what men have a tendency to do is think that they have far more control over the way that people feel than they actually do. The same as women, but differently. So when I'm happy, a man will many times take responsibility for that unknowingly. Now, he may not be responsible for it at all, but he feels good about himself when he's around a woman that is happy. So if this man is, is a very important figure in my life, and I am chronically negative around him, what that does is that then taps into his feelings of success. And we know that a second primary need for a man is success. So when I am negative on an ongoing basis, he takes responsibility for that. He starts to get very upset. He feels disrespected. He starts to think of all the things that he's doing to make my life better. How come I'm not happy? And so it directly affects the way they feel about themselves. Now, that does not mean that we don't tell men the things that are causing us unhappiness. But it's different with women. Women handle negativity much better, especially if they can be comforting in the process. Men want to fix the problem. They want to solve the problem. So if your negativity is unsolvable for them, they will first of all feel unsuccessful, and then they will translate this as disrespectful. So the next one we talked about is we take his requests and preferences seriously, and we defer. So we give weight to what men think. We don't just, we don't just pass it off. We don't tell them that we want to talk to them and then not listen to anything that they say. Very, very important that we make those things a priority that matter most to them. Whether it's having dinner ready when we get home, um, when he gets home, whether it's keeping the house tidy, whether it's limiting my computer time. Things, this is important that I don't make him ask me twice. The same way that we say this to men, some of this is just common courtesy. And so many times when we think about deferring to men, it isn't, isn't, isn't me putting myself in a one-down position. It's me respecting that he has a brain. So when I'm with my husband and I think that I know the better way to get to the grocery store or I think I find a better parking place or I have a better way to go through the grocery store, if I'm with my husband, why would I not just defer to him and, and really give myself a break and say, you know, I don't have to figure everything out. There's, you know, several ways to skin a cat, right? So my way doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way. Part of this is me supporting his way, and deferring and saying, I trust you, because any time I give a man the impression I trust him, that always translates to respect. Men want to be trusted. And so we can trust good men. It doesn't mean that everything that he does is right. It means that I can trust his intentions, and I can trust his motives. So this is a very important one. I don't multitask when he's talking to me. I give him my undivided attention. One of the best ways that a man uh, disrespects another man is he doesn't, he, he dismisses him. So he does other things. He doesn't look at him. He doesn't necessarily track with any of the information he's saying. And that immediately translates to a man that you're not interested in anything I'm saying. That is not the case with women. We know that women multitask while they're talking to each other all the time. And so we see all the women in the grocery store talking on the phone while they're shopping. We see women putting groceries away. We see women on their, their iPhones texting somebody while they're in the midst of having a conversation with someone. That does not translate as respect to a man. 
very important in the same way I don't interrupt or interject. It's very important that I pace myself when I'm talking with men. One of the most disrespectful things I can do to a man is continually interrupt him and constantly interject. Now, this is much of how women talk with one another. We talk on top of each other all the time. So we're going to go to a break here, for, and, and we're going to take a couple of minutes, and I want you to come back, and we are going to continue this whole entire list on all these different ways and techniques that you can show the man in your life that you love him and that you respect him. And by respecting him, there's always a bonus for us as women. We get a much better version of him. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again as we talk about the key to a man's heart, respect. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and today we are talking about the key to a man's heart, respect. And if you're just joining us right now, you can um, go to my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com, C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com, and listen to the show in its entirety. Because we are doing a series on understanding gender differences and how to support the different genders. And so last week, we started this one on this first part of key to a man's heart is respect. And we're going to finish it up today with part two. So we left off with talking about not multitasking, not interrupting or interjecting. And we're going to now move to this whole idea of what really helps me to stay positive, to, to be supportive, to be able to defer, to be able to not interrupt, not interject, is that I choose what I think on. And inside my internal world, I emphasize his good points to myself. Because see, the words and the thoughts we think on become as solid as the ground we stand on. I'm going to say that again. It's very important that you realize the words and thoughts we think on become as solid as the ground we stand on. So sure, he has faults, as you do. But dwelling on them will only make you both miserable. Because what happens is it changes our demeanor. It changes our tone of voice. And men are extremely sensitive to our demeanor, our vocal inflection, our body language. And it affects that sympathetic nervous system that we've talked about very quickly. So it causes them, if they see a ton of negativity, if they hear your your voice change, if if they see any type of attitude with you, immediately the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight, flight, or freeze area of their brain, gears up. They're ready for attack. They automatically get on the defensive. So it doesn't mean that I'm trying to be what we would quote-unquote call a Stepford wife. What it means is that I'm doing everything I can to think positive thoughts about that man in my life so that when I respond to him, I'm responding to who I know he is, who his, what his heart is. And I'm believing the best about them until I find out that he's, what, completely evil, not even possible. Because what we want to think about is, if I can't believe the best about this person, why am I in relationship with them? If I'm with with someone that is anything other than a mistake-making person, then why am I with that person in relationship? So it's imperative that I position my mind, my heart, my soul, to think on him in ways that are positive and helpful. And I like this idea about praying for him 
because this is men hear from God much better than they hear from us. And Ruth Graham, I like I like her so much. She advises wives. She says, you know, tell your mate the positive and tell God the negative. And this works with any man. Because the more I tell them the positive, the more resiliency they have for the negative. The more often I tell them the things they're doing right, the better they're going to be able to handle when I tell them that they're doing something wrong, when I ask them to stop doing a behavior. And so it's really important that I'm praying for these men in my life on an ongoing basis. Instead of complaining to my girlfriends, to myself, I say to God, here are the things that are bothering me, but I'm putting those in your hands because he belongs to you. And you are far better at molding and shaping men than I am. So I faithfully, every day, I lift up that man in prayer. Now, I don't nag. These men, if it's my husband, if it's, they're grown men. So I want to treat him like a grown man. I want to treat him in the way that I want him to act. And I leave room for God to work because I remind myself I'm not the Holy Spirit. So I don't do his job. See, men feel respected when they think the job they are being asked to do has merit. So it's important here that when I'm asking a man to do a job, that I give him some backstory as to why I'm asking. Why is this important to me? How does this change my world? How does this make my world better? Because he wants to have success with me. So I say to him, when you are willing to take the trash out, I can't tell you the peace that that gives me when I look into the kitchen and I don't see overflowing trash. It just gives me the best feeling in my heart. I love it. Now, that may sound over-exaggerated, but you and I both know it's true. So when I give a man a reason behind my request, he's going to be that much more willing to do that. And so, again, I want to remind us as women to realize that as we're talking about how to interact with men, you might be saying to yourself, how come I have to work so hard? How come I have to do all this? Why do I have to explain all this? And I say to, to women, to myself, that's what men have to do with us. They have to say to themselves, why am I having to figure, why am I jumping through all these hoops? Why is it so difficult? Why is it so complicated? So we have to understand that there are vast differences in the genders. They are really, truly two different breeds. Even though we have many similarities, we are extremely different. So again, I'm being thankful for him because remember, one of his greatest needs is success. He lives for the points. So I don't take my husband for granted. Very, very important that I be appreciative for everything that he does, whether it's big or small. And one of the hardest things for women is we say to ourselves, I don't get thanked for doing all these things, and I don't need to. I just do them because they need to be done. Well, men are hardwired very differently. There has to be a reason, and one of the greatest reasons for them to be doing whatever it is around the house, whatever it is on their job, whatever it is for you, for your children, is that there's a point involved. They live for the points. Like their whole life is a big football game. And they really want to win the Super Bowl. They want the Super Bowl ring. So one of the things that we do, the, the amounts of times we notice what they do, they then are inspired to do more every time. So I smile at him. Again, this, this absolutely lowers stress in men all the time. They are far more receptive to hear from me and hear what I need when I smile at them. Because you have to really understand this whole sympathetic nervous system. It's in the second brain, it's in the amygdala, 
And what and you have to remember that a man's amygdala is better than a woman's. And so their brain is constantly scanning for danger. Well, when a man sees me waving my hands and my voice is raised and, and I have a scowl on my face and my eyebrows are furrowed, it's difficult for him to get away from the visual to the emotional. Visually, he sees a bear dog. Visually, he sees an attack. Visually, he sees something that is dangerous. So he immediately gets on the defensive. Well, when I smile and I relax, even if I'm telling him about negative emotions, he's going to receive it much better because he's not going to be in the fight, flight, or freeze part of his brain. So when I smile and I'm positive and I say, you know, I know you want to make my life work better. I know you have good intentions. And I have to tell you, this particular behavior really undermines those intentions. And so I really want you to be successful with me. So could you, would you consider whatever that request would be? And I would really appreciate it. Now, I know that sounds like a lot of work, but why wouldn't we do that for someone we love? Just to give them the ability to be successful with us. So we're, gonna, we're coming to a break again, and we're going to pick it up with responding physically. Now, this is both romantic gestures as well as to affection. Very, very important as a way to show respect to a man is how I respond to him physically. I'm hoping that these are helping. Now, I know it seems somewhat extensive, but this really works with men. And when I teach women to do this, they are always amazed at how it transforms their relationship. Just a few simple things. And mostly, I always want you to remember, the positivity ratio is huge. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in a couple of minutes as we talk about the key to a man's heart, respect. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And I want to encourage you to visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. You can also like my Facebook page, which is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's I-N-C for Incorporated. For daily devotions or inspirational things. Also, um, it will give you information about where I'm speaking, where I'm singing. And I always like to encourage the listeners. If you have a need for a keynote speaker, I love to do that on any of these um, topics that I do the radio shows on. I can also tailor make them to whatever event that you have. So we are picking this back up. This is key to a man's heart, respect. And what respect looks like to men, what it feels like to men. And to always remember that respecting a man is not in any way causing me to put myself in a one-down position. First, we talked in the very beginning of the hour, um, the Ephesians uh, verse in, in chapter 5, that talks about that we, that God is telling us to, he is commanding us to respect our husbands. He's saying, wives, respect your husbands. Well, he's also wanting us to respect men in general. And one of the reasons he wants us to do this is he knows that that works. That brings out a much better version of them. It brings out a more noble version, a, a, a more admirable version of them. Now, always remember that I'm talking in generalities, and I know there are always exceptions to the rule. So this is in general. Men respond very well to respect. And so it doesn't mean that everything a man does, I respect. 
It doesn't mean that everything he thinks, everything he says, I respect. But I'm respecting Christ in him. So in in these men, what I'm doing is I am still treating them with respect, even if they are not necessarily acting respectable. Because it doesn't mean that I'm giving away any power that is mine. What I'm doing is I'm empowering a man to be a better version of themselves. So we left off in that last um, segment about how I respond to a man physically. And this is both romantic gestures as well as to affection. So when we're talking about husbands, it's very, very important. We're talking about significant others, boyfriends, whatever that might be, intimate relationship. It's very important that you understand that the way that you respond to him physically has a profound effect on his self-confidence. You can't imagine how personal physical things are to men. How you touch them, how you respond to being touched by them, whether you rebuff them, whether you jump, whether you shirk away, whether you shrink away, these communicate things at a very, very profound level to a man. You want to undermine his self-confidence in himself, disrespect him physically. So shutting him down, if there is no way to be sexual or thinking that there is little teasing or positive response that you have to then have sexual intimacy. What I want you to realize is that when I'm doing this all or nothing approach, that I'm saying, if we're not going to be having sexual intimacy, then I want no, no touch because I'm worried that every time he touches me, it's going to turn into that. Now, see, that's one of the things that I want you to understand. Men have to control themselves every day. It's not our job to control their sexual urges, desires, drive. What we are to do is to respect them. The more we respect them physically, the better they handle themselves. So it's very important that I understand how personal physical touches to men and how much that communicates. So practically speaking, women have a tendency to not want to be interrupted in their daily life through physical touch, unless maybe a girlfriend is hugging them. That's wonderful. So with men, what you want to realize is if he comes up behind you, if he comes beside you, if he wants to hug you, that it takes 10 seconds, 10 seconds that we can tear ourselves away from whatever it is that we're doing, and we can give him that positive response that causes him to have the self-confidence he needs to go out and take on the world. We also want to talk about that we only have eyes for him. How important is it for you to recognize the man in your life sees only you? How do you feel when he's comparing you to other women or looks at other women and you catch that? So it's very important as a way to respect a man that you don't look at other men because other men pick that up and other men know. And that's a direct disrespect to the man that you're with. And that's just the code that men have amongst themselves. They get very competitive. So if they think that they catch your eye, they immediately feel in a one-up position to the man that you're with. So you have to be very careful about doing that. You have to be very careful about undermining his own confidence. So there's pressure on men in a way that there has never been for them to be concerned about their physicality and how they look. And, and so what you see and how you respond to him physically directly impacts his confidence, his security as well, his feelings of respect, and his willingness to take better care of himself. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And we're going to do this last segment, and we are going to finish up these techniques and these ways 
to create this feeling of success, respect, self-confidence in the man that you love. Well, thank you for joining me again. And this is the last segment that we are doing in this uh, in this hour on this message that is the key to a way the the key to a man's heart respect. And I want to encourage you if you have not been able to listen to the show in its entirety that you visit my website at cynthiahyatt.com and again that's c i n t h i a hyatt h i e t t.com. And you can listen to the show. It's, it's right there on the website, and you can listen to it as a podcast because we did give a lot, a lot of information today. So we are talking about the key to a man's heart, and this is respect. Number one need a man has is respect. And the way that they feel respected is very different many times than the way that women feel respected. So we left off talking about physically. How do we respect a man physically? And this has a lot to do with we smile at him, we respond well to his physical gestures. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I'm talking more about intimate relationships at this moment. So you, you make sure that you don't shirk, you don't jump, you don't pull away, that you move in and you respond. Because responding takes 10 seconds. And I say to women frequently, you know, they say, well, if he starts hugging me, then it's going to turn into this and I don't have time. I'm trying to get the laundry done. And I say to them, listen, he's walking out the door. He's walking through the room. He's doing his own job. He just wants to connect. And physical connection to a man is very, very powerful. So one of the things that we can do is respond to them physically in a positive manner. This creates so much self-confidence in a man. So we talked about that. We talked about only having eyes for him the same way that you feel very, very undermined if you see the man that you're with looking at other women and how that feels to your own sense of confidence and how disrespectful it feels to you. And understanding a man's world, that if you look at another man in an appreciative manner they, and they see that you are with a man, they automatically feel in a one-up position to the man that you're with. They're very competitive in this manner. And so what you're doing is undermining a whole bunch of things in the relationship that you're in. So this next one, we want to kiss them goodbye. Now, I once read this study in Germany, which found that men whose wives kissed them goodbye every morning were more successful than those who weren't kissed. That's the power of physicality with men. Now, that may not make sense to you, but it does everything to a man's ego, to his confidence, to his sense of well-being, to his sense of worth. As he walks out that door to take on the world, he got a kiss from a beautiful woman. Now, remember that we as women, we have our own issue about what we think beauty is, and so many times we want to discount when our husbands say that we're beautiful. So you have to understand that a man's world is very different, and you accept this when I tell you what it means to a man to be kissed goodbye and how that sends him out into the world. So this is one of the things that I know works, that you prepare his favorite foods, and you don't disrespect him for what he likes. Now, this is, this is difficult in my home because I'm not a cook. I don't cook at all. I'm terrible at cooking. My husband knew that when he married me, so I'm very thankful that he appreciates it. But I do know the food he likes. So I do buy him those things. I know every restaurant in the valley to do pickup. I make sure that he has good food that he's fed because I know that that is a great way that he feels loved by me, even if I don't 
cook. And really, actually, he's glad I don't cook. So as long as I'm taking care of him, that's what's, that's what the most important thing is, that he feels very respected by me because I take care of him in that way. So we also, this is hard for us as women, we do need to cherish togetherness in a way that makes sense to men because men really just like women to be around. They don't necessarily want to talk to us, but they do like us there. So when they're home, they like it when we're in the house. They want to know where we go. They want to know when we're coming back. And you want to reinforce that. That means he cares about you. That means he's thinking of you. That means he's a part of your world. So men like it when we sit next to them and watch television, whatever their show is, sports, movies, whatever it is. Doesn't necessarily mean that we talk to them. Because think about how men hang out with other men. They don't do a whole lot of talking. If you've seen men in a restaurant... If they're talking a lot, it's because they're joking or they are totally um, playfully disrespecting one another. Otherwise, they just sit and they kind of eat food and they watch TV together. If they hunt, they sit together. They don't necessarily talk. So you want to realize that cherishing time together is very, very important. And that you position yourself in a way that you can listen to your husband if he so chooses to speak. Because sometimes... You, they, they, talk, they talk in very short sentences, right? And many times they'll just talk in passing. And we pick up on a lot of things that we might not have otherwise known. So it's important that we enjoy his company, even if he's not talking with us. And again, this, goes, this next one goes to the whole negativity issue. Don't complain. That doesn't mean don't tell your concerns. It has a lot to do with how I say it. And why I'm expressing a grievance, if it's warranted or if it's just a bad habit. And so it's really important. And I tell this, this amazing insight that I have. My goodness, I've been doing this for 23 years. And I'm driving to church this one day with my husband. And, and I had, oh my gosh, I had a whole month of technology problems. Computer crashed three times. I mean, it was a nightmare with Apple. You know, Now they treated me very well, which was nice. But it was a nightmare for me. And so I did a lot of venting, but to my husband, it was complaining, okay? And so we were driving to church this one day, and I said to him, you know, I have this great insight. I really need to stop complaining so much about technology. I know I complain about technology all the time, but I don't like technology. I like paper. I said, so, you know, I really am. I'm going to stop complaining about technology. So my husband, looking straight ahead at the road, he just says to me, thank you. I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, I should know better. I forget the effect this has on men. He was just, he's just saying, thank you. Thank you for not doing that. So I want to remind you that the complaining, lamenting, commiserating, that's a female thing. I do that with my female friends. I don't do that with my husband. It's very, I do that very sparingly because it wears him out. He doesn't feel like he can be successful. He can't fix it. So it's a negativity for him that's overwhelming. And I resist the urge to correct. Unless I'm bragging about him and he didn't tell a part of the story. The only time that I really correct my husband in public is if he's not telling enough good things that he does. So I am very careful that I don't use that as a platform to be able to say things that, that I'm wanting him to change that I think he's not listening to. It's very, very disrespectful and it makes the men in the rest of the group highly uncomfortable because they know exactly what that man is feeling like. This one, this is extremely important with the one that I'm most intimate with. I dress to please him. I take care of my appearance. You have to remember that men are very visual. 
and they live in a very competitive world. And men know when other men are with a woman that looks good. And that is a competitive issue for men because they look at a man and if they're with a woman that's not taken care of or doesn't take care of herself, they automatically disrespect that man. And they think, oh, he's not doing well. He's not taking good care of this. He's not successful. So when other men see you taking good care of you, they naturally translate that to the man that you're with. I know it doesn't necessarily make sense, but they do it. So one of the ways I respect my husband is how I care for myself and how I care about myself around him. And this is, this is a really important one that I'm very careful about complaining about my appearance because it disrespects him because he loves it. And so you have to remember that you don't have to be a Victoria's Secret model for your husband. What's most important to him is that you take care of yourself. He sees you very differently than you see yourself. And when you are talking poorly about your appearance, it affects him. The most attracting thing to a man, the biggest aphrodisiac for a man is a confident woman. So it's very important that you do not complain about your appearance to him. So you be content. This is a really important issue. You don't pressure your husband to keep up with Joneses. You take satisfaction in the lifestyle that he's able to provide for you. If you don't like the lifestyle, if you think it should be more, you need to tell God. If you want more and you can do more, then do more. But it's very, very important that you respect what it is that your husband is doing. And so when we talk about provision and security in the next two um, shows that we're going to do, is understanding that for a man, even if they don't make as much money as you, they still take seriously what they bring and they still feel responsible. So when we are undermining their abilities, when we are complaining or we are not content, we keep wanting more and more and more and more. We automatically disrespect what they are providing and what they are doing. So this next one, I take his advice. So I don't dismiss his opinions lightly, especially when I've asked for his counsel in the first place. And I'm sure that many of you have heard a man say to you, well, then why did you ask me? So it's imperative that when I'm asking him, I really take it into consideration. I don't just do it in passing as if I'm just talking for the sake of talking. That when I ask him, he's going to put thought into what he's telling me and he's going to think it's right. And so even if it doesn't make sense to me, I may even try it and see. There's a lot of things that my husband would do differently than I would and that have worked great, but they have been very different than I would have done them. So part of respecting a man is letting him be successful with you. That means that if I ask for his, his advice, that I seriously consider it and I take it if I can. I admire him. And this is part of, of all that positivity, is that I voice compliments and heartfelt praise. They're always welcome for men, even if you don't think they're receiving it, they are. And you make it a habit to look at that, at that man in your life respectfully. Very careful about your facial expressions, because your facial expressions communicate far more than your words ever do to a man. So when you're looking at your husband, even if you're angry, you need to soften your eyes, soften your face, soften the body language so that they can actually hear the hurt and concern that you have. So when you look at him in admiring ways, you have to understand how respectful that is to him, how much he feels good about himself. So it's extremely empowering. This next one is very important. It's protecting his name. 
So you honor your husband. You honor coworkers oftentimes, even if you disagree with them. You speak well of people, to family, to friends, to other coworkers. And so you guard the reputation, especially of your husband. You guard that reputation, and you're very careful that you don't let minor disagreements at home cause you to speak ill of him in public. You have to remember that you can't take back words and that words create perceptions and impressions. And so it's very important that you protect his name. The only time I tell women that you are allowed then to necessarily really, really tell the truth about that man in your life is if you divorce. And even then it's not helpful. But up until that point, you need to protect it because you don't know where the relationship might go. And you might be very sorry for the things you told people about him. So we're careful about exposing. We forgive his shortcomings. And we're going to end on this. And I love Ruth Graham Bell. Ruth Bell Graham, I'm sorry. And she says, you know, a happy marriage is the union of two forgivers. So please don't hold grudges against your husband. Don't allow that root of bitterness and resentment to find a a home in your heart. We forgive your husband freely as Christ has forgiven you. That means we forgive all those little things. We really work on majoring in the majors and not in the minors. You see, women can handle a ton of details about a relationship. That's not the case with men. So we want to be very careful that we make sure that we are operating in a, in a heart of forgiveness for any man in our life. So this is very important. It says in Proverbs 18.22, He who finds a good wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So be a good wife. Be a good daughter. Be a good girlfriend. Be a good friend. And accept men for the way that God has hardwired them. Respect them. Now join me. Next time, as we talk about a key to a woman's heart, and that's security. And you're going to discover what security really means for a woman. And for men, security is very different than what security is for women. Because for women, it means much more than money. And it truly is the biggest aphrodisiac of all. So I want to encourage you this week to put into practice these things. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me next week as we talk about a key to a woman's heart, security. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.